Are you an entrepreneur just getting started in creating video content for your business? Or have you been creating it for a while and it's just not hitting the way that you want it to? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast. My name is Diana Gladney and I'm going to help you with the tips and the strategies to amplify your business and your brand using video. So if that's something that you're into, let's get started with today's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified Podcast with your hostess, the most Diana Gladney. And today's episode, I am pumped to dive into kind of pulls on the coattails, if you will, of our last episode. We're talking about taking on the mindset of a creator. Well, in this episode, we want to dive into the power of creating social media micro content for your business. And this is, I believe will become more vital than it already has been. And if you're not doing this, you need to do it. And we're going to dive into what is micro content, you know, what are the different forms, you know, what's the purpose of it and you know how you can use this to your benefit in this week's episode. So what is social media micro content or what's micro content in general? Micro content is micro bits of your content, whether it's pulled from a macro form of content. So your live stream, your podcast, your videos, or something like that. And it's redistributing or repurposing that content onto social media, or it can be content that you specifically create for that purpose of distributing to social media, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, and on and on. However, when we think about micro content, this sometimes can be a bit overwhelming for people because just regular content creation in general can seem like a lot. But I want to begin to demystify this for you because it's really not. And there are applications that are out there that can help you. um, And I will definitely be sure to put some of those in the description for this podcast where you can find out more details um, for this. And the other thing is that you sometimes think that you may need to hire a specific person to do this, or I don't have time. And again, it always comes from an overcomplication in thinking of what it really takes to execute on delivering good, high quality, valuable content. Micro content makes this easy. If you can deliver micro content, you can deliver macro content. And if you can create macro content, or if you already have it, then you can create micro content. There is no loss either way. And so that is what micro content is. It allows you to distribute content from either it's a primary source of content, like a macro source, a live stream, podcast, what have you, and distribute that onto social media. You're taking snippets and clips of that, or you can create a dedicated piece. So what are the different types of forms of content that you can get into? Well, it's honestly a lot, and that list continues to grow as not necessarily new social media platforms, but there is one and we'll get to uh, later on that is new. That's kind of curating different forms uh, of different things. However, when it comes to the different forms of, uh, of micro content as platforms, these social media platforms roll out new features uh, or they create something new, then it makes it very interesting for us because we now think of maybe some older content that we already have that still is of good value And it makes us think of a a different and a new way that we can start to distribute that. 
So you have video clips, whether that is 15 seconds for like Instagram reels. Um, when it first released, it was only 15 seconds. And so you had to take something or necessarily create something more so and really make sure you got to the point within the 15 seconds. And that may not seem like a lot, but if you go on my Instagram account at Dinah Gladney, you go to the profile, the second tab, um, when you go to my account is going to show you the Instagram reels scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see the first ones. And those was when it was at 15 seconds and they have increased that to now 30 seconds. And you'd be surprised how much you can really put into a piece of content, excuse me, a piece of content that's only 15 to 30 seconds. So don't, don't overthink this. Okay. So you have video clips, and you have also, you, can, you know, do longer forms of 60 seconds, you know, and, and now, uh, you know, Instagram, depending on your account and some other parameters, you can go up to an hour if you want to of, of content that you post. But got to think of the social behaviors. Are people going to watch something for an hour? It had to be super engaging, but you can get several minutes. You know, you can go very long, very long if you need to. Um, you have podcast clips. You have quote cards audiograms, which is something, again, if you're on my Instagram account at Diana Gladney, then you'll see uh, within the last week, uh, one of the things that I posted was an audiogram where you're seeing an active audio bar. I took a snippet from the previous podcast episode. There are captions. There is a place to tell you where you can find out more details for the podcast. You click the link in my bio and actually you know, subscribe and listen to the podcast. And so that audiogram is to take that audio form, add it to uh, something that you can use, whether it's a tall frame, you know, if it's going to go to IGTV, so that because it's on Instagram, anything over 60 seconds needs to be presented in a tall format. So when you open your phone, you're holding it, it's vertical form. That's what you would need at nine by 16 ratio. If you're going to input this into your Canva or your editing softwares or what have you, the official dimensions for that is 1080 by 1920. And it'll say P for pixels. Okay. So it's a little, that's a little nerdy, but just so you have that, those details. Um, if you're on Instagram, anything less than that, it can be um, in square format. So a 1080 by 1080 or one by one ratio. So a lot of different formats for that. We're not going to get into the, the nitty gritty specifics for into Instagram, but you look at fun industry related things. Again, I'm gonna keep referencing my Instagram account uh, for you to be able to get, you know, access to these examples. And you'll think about fun industry related things. The one of the last reels that I've that I did was taking mixing culture with uh, some presentable character that everybody knows and is familiar with uh, more or less and something that's funny. You know, I don't have to create something right off the rip or what have you and tying that into the industry. So something that's fun and industry related. So I took a clip of Medea, who's the character that is kind of like that um, <laughs> riot grandmother from the South, um, you know, in the United States that, you know, smokes a cigarette would shoot you. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like, honestly, uh, in, in the, um, African-American community and the black, uh, community and the family, it's just uh, a thing. Medea was, uh, the name of, of grandma, you know, instead of grandma, grand grandmother or something like that, uh, it would be Medea or Madeir as it's, you know, southernly pronounced. And so, 
Uh, but that's that character is based around a lot of culture references and things like that in the black community and black families. And so um, that character that Tyler Perry portrays, it was a little clip from one of his older plays, his stage plays, where um, he's tearing up the set and things like that. The context around the why doesn't matter. I simply only clipped the part where. Tyler Perry in this Medea suit, which is him in this big moo moo, this <laughs> huge dress uh, with the wig and the whole get up. Um, and he's ripping, completely ripping, knocking chairs and tables over and everybody's laughing. You can hear the audience laughing and things like that. And, you know, all the other characters hurrying it up and running out the way and all of that. OK, beyond that, those 10 seconds of seeing that. That's it. Tyler Perry isn't saying anything. Everybody's like, Medea, Medea, what are you doing? Wait, you know, that's it. That's that's literally all there is as far as what's happening in the video clip. However, to give context to make this an industry industry related or an industry type specific thing uh, to kind of make this make sense. What I decided to do was to tie this into the video space. And so um, sometimes you'll see quotes where uh, not really quotes, but you'll see micro content that says this person or them and then me or they said in my response type of a deal. So I put them colon and in quotations. Yeah, I'm a millionaire, but, you know, I only want to spend four hundred dollars on a camera for video. And then I put me with an emoji face that's just kind of like like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then underneath it is the Medea clip and it's on a white background. And as simple as that is, I did that on my phone. I already had that clip from a couple months ago, honestly, with the intent to do something with it. Um, and I'll hold on to content, upload it to Dropbox and things like that to just kind of either recycle content um, or it's like, ooh, that'd be good for later on. Put a note attached with it. And so I had time and I was just like, let me go on my phone real quick, grab that clip, use an application to make it. Took me all of five minutes. Um, no captions, no nothing, just that. As simple as that sounds, as simple as it looks, at the time that I'm recording this podcast, that reel that is only 10 or 15 seconds is currently at 4,461 views. 4,461 views. That's it for now. You know what I'm saying? That That's where it's at right now. Started trending and doing really well. 281 likes and 29 comments. Okay. Now you have to think about the amount of exposure that something like that can get you. And it just, it makes it a strategy that goes into, into this. And you've heard me talk about the video content masterclass. So if you want details on putting together more pieces like this strategically and things like that, go to videocontentmasterclass.com. That's going to be coming out um, later this week. So at least the, the, release official release and enrollment for that. Um, the doors will open and then the doors will close. It won't be like some ongoing thing right now. All right. So that's that. And so you look at something that's simple like that, that you can do to get exposure to your brand, get more people to know about you. And it takes you five minutes, you know, that's waiting for an, uh, your oil change, waiting for somebody to check you in at the hotel or something like that. And in that time frame, you know, make something that gets you a ton of exposure. So that's something that you do for Instagram reels. That is the type of content you have Instagram carousels, which are in 10 uh, cards, if you will, or less the framing of those being 1080 by 1080. So a one by one ratio, which is just square to simply put it. 
I will do something that is a tip. And so across these 10 squares, if you will, I'm sharing a tip or giving you some kind of educational piece. Okay. And you can also do these uh, in a different framing. That's 1080 by 1350. Okay. So again, I don't want to get into to specifics, but to just kind of answer those questions in advance so that you have them. And so one of the last ones that I did was five ways to stay consistent on YouTube. You swipe left, it'll give you the first bit of that to say the summer will make five years of creating content online. Swipe left, go to card number three. It says, I couldn't have done it without remaining consistent. Swipe again and the card goes on to give you the five tips of five ways that I said that you can remain consistent. Okay, that one did about average about what my content is, which is 28 hearts, four comments, five saves. Um, but it also got 258 accounts reached 3% of people that were not following me already at the time that this one was posted. Okay. So you look at things like that and the organic reach of simply getting in front of people that do or do not know you or to create an educa educational piece to distribute that. Now, what happens is you'll take a piece like the Medea piece that I talked about that is getting far more reach, far more exposure. And people now begin to go back and you would have to, I would have to show you this on my phone for you to be able to see you go backwards to see, oh, the piece that got the most exposure, that was just the fun piece, gets people back to the point of where they say, oh, you know what? This isn't just some uh, account where it's a joke or something like that. You know, it's an account where I can actually learn some video stuff because that clip is not funny to you unless you have considered buying a camera, you somewhere in the YouTube space or whatever the case is, right? Or your content creator or a videographer or something. So it resonates, right? So now when you go back and you look at other content, everything else for the most part is pretty much educational. And then I'll do some fun stuff in between, but everything else is around helping entrepreneurs simplify video creation. And so now that becomes some way that I can funnel people back to the other content. And over time, the other pieces continue to do well and serve a great purpose. So you can also do Facebook and Twitter quotes. Like I say, you can do the Instagram carousel or you can do the Instagram reels. Like I talked about the Medea piece. So that's, a, you know, some of the different types of forms that are currently out there at the time that I'm doing this current recording that's available. And, and so when we think about like, okay, well, I'm doing all this work, what's the point? What's the purpose of all of this? Well, the first thing is exposure, organic exposure, organic reach. This is no joke, <laughs> you know, literally for something that can take minutes to do. Uh, and there are more dedicated pieces that can take a little bit more time to do, but there are plenty of applications. I'm going to break those down in just a second on some that you can use that, you know, may be helpful for you or at least aren't worth checking out. Um, and I'll put, well, you know, just to, I'll list them, but then I'll put links to them in the show notes. And then you can check back on the website as well to get access to those in addition to that. So think about organic reach and content distribution. Okay, well, I just mentioned how I was able to access a ton of people solely off of just the, those are just a couple pieces of content. It's tons of content. If I look at how many accounts were reached, for example, on my Instagram analytics, I can see that over 5,620 people were reached just in the last seven days. That's an increase of 216%. 
how many content interactions? Currently at 541, it's a 49% increase, right? And so I don't have some massive Instagram account with currently, you know, where it's like 15,000, 20,000, 400,000 or something like that. And so just recently, probably, I would say towards the end of probably 2019, 2020 or something, really for sure, 2020 starts taking the account more seriously, right? And now starting to grow it. And so looking into the work, the amount of work that it takes to distribute that and just to get some of the reach that I've been able to accumulate data wise in the last year. Okay, well, let's take that to Facebook. A lot of people love to, you know, look at, well, well, how is that compared to something more serious or my people aren't on there like that? Or I don't think that's a good uh, allocation of, of, of our time. Okay, let's break this down between YouTube and Facebook, kind of a comparison. I'm going to give you some data that I shared with the talk um, that I gave uh, last year, which was for the Atlanta Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, when I talked about creating videos that are serving people that lead you to growing your business. Between October 2018 through October 2020, 740 days, the amount of content that I'm able to produce on YouTube got me 7.2 million impressions. That means people that were exposed to the content. Of that 7.2 million, 32.9% came from YouTube recommending my content. Now, if we just stop there, 7.2 million, right? That's the state, that's the size of the state of Washington, literally. Okay. And then if we look at just how, what percentage of the 7.2 million that came from YouTube actually pushing out and recommending that content for people to see it, 2.3 million, which is the size of Houston, Texas. Okay. Now let's go a little bit deeper. When we go through this funneling system, and it's more details that I'm not going to get into because I don't want to statistically overwhelm anyone. But the amount of views that came from the amount of impressions came out to about 390,000, which is the size of New Orleans. Now, for that amount of exposure, if we were looking at the data at that time, October of 2020, and how much it cost for the average Facebook advertising costs, for the bidding bidding model, it was ninety seven cents for a cost per click. That would have been three hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars for them to click for the cost per click. Right, three hundred seventy eight thousand dollars. So get the amount of impressions that I had, comparative to that of what I was able to do for free on YouTube, it would have been seven dollars and nineteen cents was the average advertising costs for the cost per thousand impression, $7.19. Look at the amount of impressions that I had. That was $50 million. These are not exaggerated numbers. These are exact to the time of October, 2020, when I pulled that data myself. So when we look at that and that not being an inflated number, how much money do you have to get the reach that you're trying to get on something like a Facebook or a LinkedIn, or even for Instagram, if you're running the ads or something like that, how much is it costing you? What is that investment really, really costing you financially? And what's the longevity and the plan for getting that exposure that you're trying to get? So we talk about creating social media micro content and what's the purpose of it. The organic reach that you can get for that content distribution is pennies on the dollar. 
comparative of you trying to do something that's going to run ads to get you the same kind of exposure when you can do and follow certain practices and principles and get that same kind of a reach for free. So if nothing else than the organic exposure, let those numbers like hit the rewind button and listen to that part again. The other thing is engagement leading to market research. And I don't want to get into more data points and things like that. When you think about how much people pay for market research, this is extremely valuable and important. So things like the, the introduction of the new social media platform, Clubhouse, which is audio only. When you think about the reason why people like that, love Clubhouse, why they like that platform, the market research, the amount of market research that is done and given for free for people asking their questions or seeing how people are responding to things or seeing people, you know, follow back through their account and see, um, like you click on the profile, go to the link in their bio and see what's going on. Just, it's insane. You know, what's going on in the channel, the, the, that amount of data that you're able to get for free that you otherwise would have to pay for is insane. So how can you use this to your benefit? If you think about all the things that I mentioned, simply if we look at the cost of ad distribution for organic reach compared to paid, that by itself is enough for most entrepreneurs to start producing it. But beyond organic reach, distribution, engagement, market research, and all the other things that I talked about, exposure is extremely important simply because when companies say that they're the best kept secret in whatever, you know, such and such town, that's a problem. If it's so great, why is it a secret? It's like Nike saying we're the, we're the best <laughs> unknown shoe company. Then you aren't the best because that means nobody knows you. I love a quote that um, Grant Cardone gives and, and talks about that the greatest problem that entrepreneurs have and business owners have it's really not anything to do with the business model. It's really not anything to do with the product. Most of the time it's dealing with the obscurity that the company has because nobody knows who you are. So they can't do business with you. And people spin their wheels, changing business plan, doing all these different things. And their biggest problem is obscurity. So when you think about what problems are you having in your business, could that be solved by more exposure and getting more clients? For most people, the answer is yes. And micro content allows you to do that on a scale that is completely unprecedented because companies didn't have what we have now. They don't have, they didn't have the access, the amount of cost for a television show, the amount of cost for a billboard, the amount of cost to get an ad in a newspaper, the amount, you know, like the cost to be on radio. And you can have things like this like a podcast to give you free distribution and content for your own stuff. Why wouldn't you redistribute that or get it in front of more eyeballs and get, you know, really granular with more people really think about that. So that's all I'm going to leave it for today's uh, podcast episode for the power of creating social media, micro content. Let me know your thoughts. If you haven't left a rating or review, take a screenshot. First of all, let me know you listened to today's episode. We got some value out of it and 
tag me on Instagram at Diana Gladney. I'd love to share it to my stories, get you some more exposure as well. And also, I'd love to hear that you listen to the podcast and leave a rating or review. Don't forget the video content masterclass is coming out later this week. More, more announcements for that, but it'll be too late if you're waiting to hear about it more on the podcast. So make sure you go to dianagladney.com become an entree insider so that you hop on that um, email list and email community to get more details and data about that. With that, guys, love a passion. And before I leave, you know, I love to end every podcast. The winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. That guy's love of passion. I'll see you in the next one. So was that helpful? Did you get some tips out of that? Did you get something that you can implement today? If you did, make sure you leave a rating or review for the podcast. Helps get this show more exposure. Make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also share it with a friend. Somebody you know needs some help with their video content strategy. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.